podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome back to Footballers. This is Season 3, Episode 6. Today is October 10th, 6.45 p.m. UK. Matt, Paul, welcome back. We've had our first full weekend league. Now we can really get a full grip of the game, talk about what we like about it, what we don't like, the content. Paul, what have you been doing this week? I've been really busy at work and stuff, uh, so not played loads, but I managed to play some weekend league and I enjoyed it. Uh, pretty consistent, learned some new things, got annoyed with the game a little bit, smiled at the game a lot, like just a typical weekend league, really. Mm, yeah, I actually didn't reach enough points to give it a go, so maybe next weekend I'll give it a shot. Matt, you did achieve the points and you did play, is that correct? That is correct, yes. I, I had the opposite experience of the ball. I played a little bit too much, which uh, led to some uh, seeds of doubt, which we'll no doubt talk about a little bit later on. But uh, yeah, it was a, a full-blooded weekend league affair. The uh, frustration was high, but the, the high points were also there. Your typical weekend league fair where you get so many highs and lows throughout, but uh, the sense of accomplishment once you finish is always quite rewarding. And I did get some good luck in my packs, not so much the weekend league packs, but the playoff packs that I got. I got a couple of heavy hitters in there. I got a, a Vinnie Jr. Mm. just from qualifying and uh, a road to the knockout um, Muller. So that was pretty cool before we even got started. Very nice. Paul, did you get anything worthwhile in your awards? I did. Same as Matt, really. My weekend league rewards were okay. Well, they were better than okay. I got Mendy. But in my qualifications really packs, I got De Jong and Nkunku. We'll, we'll go into it later, but I, I, I had a bit of a run on um, quali, which were really enjoyable. You know, rewarded with some nice packs as well for a change because I hate those packs. You usually get nothing from qualification packs. Yeah. And I noticed a lot of people in the Discord and even on Twitter, it seems like a ton of people got that red bignetter or at least an informed bignetter. To me, that card looks insane, but I think so many people got him. His price really got hammered. Is that a pretty fair assessment, Paul? Yeah. And I think it's one of them as well. People are a little bit mixed I think at the moment everyone's talking about lengthy this and lengthy that I think cards like Ben Yedder and your, your typical sort of meta cards from previous years are almost forgotten about a little bit so I think that's why that's had an effect on Yedder it's still sort of 100k I think so it's still reasonably priced but yeah it's um there does seem to be a lot of Ben Yedders flying about I, I want lucky enough to get one but there is there does seem to be a lot Lot getting packed. Lots of red Ben Yedders. Friend of the show, Matt Aguilera, he got um, a red Ben Yedder and he only reached rank seven in weekend league. So the uh, the curse of the returning player <laughs> who went dormant has <laughs> um, definitely struck for him and uh, he's quite excited about it. Even if it's not necessarily a massive monetary win, it is pretty sweet to have a red Ben Yedder at this stage of the game. Right, It's always cool to have. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Matt, you mentioned you got that road to the knockouts Muller. I want to talk about the team in a minute, but that Muller card at 54K, to me, looks really cheap for what looks to be a usable version of Muller, especially in this year's game. Have you tried him? How do you feel about him? Yeah, so we'll talk about my sort of whole gameplay experience over the course of the week, but I ended up throwing out the team that I used to get into Weekend League and play much of Weekend League with and gone for something completely different because I wanted to make use of that uh, Andy Muller card. and. 
I would say it, it definitely has its uses, but, but I think there's a lot of potential in that card with, with upgrades as buying organ and obviously steamroll through qualification and all that good stuff. Um, I wouldn't say it's like a, a prime card just now, but its potential to get there with a couple of, of upgrades I think is quite significant. So I'll be interested to see um, how that one ends up once it's come through the upgrade cycle. I think it could be a really good one. Mm. And have any of you guys used any of these other Road to the Knockout cards? I have not, and I haven't really come up against a whole lot of them, and I've been grinding Rivals. I finally started my Rivals ground a few days ago, but I did, well, I did I did come up against Aubameyang a few times, and he seems really, really good. I mean, he scored some really nice goals, but I still feel like at that price, I can't help but price him in Hallens, and I, I sent you guys a little graphic in, in DMs, but I mean, it costs almost like one and a half to 1.6 Hallens at this point. And I just don't see him putting up one and a half times the production. Yeah, I think that's a really interesting metric that you came up with there in terms of how many Harlands does this player cost? Because that's the kind of de facto card that everyone's either has or is working towards at the moment. Uh, it's so effective, particularly now that we, the last time that we spoke on the podcast, I think the news was kind of just breaking about the whole lengthy uh, accelerate system. Now we've had a full week of it. And you'll have seen and experienced the effects of what a good player with Haaland can do. And if they're really good at him, it's very hard to stop given his pace, power and finishing accuracy is, is unbelievable. Um, Abami Yang will be a really good card. I mean, his normal goal is pretty tasty for this stage of the game. But the price in Haaland doesn't add up, unfortunately. And uh, I think that's all you're going to get worse as, as time goes on. I mean, Haaland will get a little bit cheaper and then the value for money proposition that a card like Road to the Knockout Yang offers will also decrease as a result. You wouldn't mind packing him though. I'm, I'm absolutely sure about that. No, absolutely not. I just wouldn't spend the coins on him as it stands. But another card that I like from this Road to the Knockouts is I have the player of the month, but that Valverde card, he's going to catch some upgrades. And I think that this could be a really juicy card going forward. And I think that right now, correct me if I'm wrong, Paul, but at 688K, is that fair or is that cheap based on potential upgrades? Uh, it's a tough one with Valverde because I was looking at him the other day and I think he, everyone loves Real Madrid, everyone loves Valverde, but it just does just seem a lot of coins at this stage. You know, over the next few weeks, we're going to get more cards in the game that'll rival that card. So I think his his price may drop. Or he might just be one of those cards that just sort of holds. It's it's a tough one to t- say, but at the moment, he's probably one of the best centre mids in the game. That are, you know, non-icon, but yeah, he's, he's a lot of coins at this stage. And it is a decent-ish upgrade. It's not massive, but yeah, I won't be spending that amount on him just yet. Because is it just a plus one on at the moment? It's just a plus one on his on his inform. Yeah. So, you know, and, the, and the, they'll do all right. We'll uh, Real Madrid, but by the time he does get some meaningful upgrades, there's going to be other cards that have, that have, that are as good as that or caught up with that, you know? So it's, it's a lot of coins to have tied up hoping for upgrades. And there's Messi. So Messi is 91 gold rated card. It's currently around 300 K. And the road to the knockout Messi is 1.3 million. In my opinion, that card is way overpriced because I feel like they, they nerfed Messi so much this year, especially on his, I mean, his stamina is at 72, which it's not a huge deal, but I mean, 72 is not great for an attacking player, especially somebody that's going to be that expensive. You want him to go the full 90, in my opinion. 
but his pace got nerfed. I mean, you can use a Kim style, but I just, I feel like the card is not what it was. His finesse shots, I mean, I've used him in draft, the gold card. Finesse shots from range are still OP, but I feel like other than with dribbling the way it is, he's a little bit better than most, but he's still, it's just dribbling's not the the answer this year That's from what I have found in gameplay. Uh, do you think he's overpriced? Yeah, I certainly do. I think, I don't know if people forget or don't realize, but these cards are not, road to the final these are road to the knockout so the knockout stages are done these cards are done you know so they get a couple of upgrades and that's it so yeah for him to be that much more than his goal just seems but we've got a, a rarity of cards at the moment in the game we don't have loads and loads of cards so he's one of the primo ones so people are people are sort of willing to pay that aren't they and like i say it was same with valverde until we get other cards that are going to compete with these we're going to we're going to see these sort of prices. And people love live cards. Yeah, you know, they do. I, I love live cards too, because it keeps you engaged with the game outside of the game, if you know what I mean. Mance, so we'll come to you with the last one. And I think this player, for what he brings to the table, is significantly under, undervalued, underpriced. But Phil Foden, he's just under 400K. He's a left wing, but he can also be changed to a left mid, a cam, or a center forward. I think that card and a cam on free roam getting forward... I think he could cause a lot of problems. I mean, Phil Foden's been good in previous titles, and this card just looks super, super good to, to me. What do you think about it, Matt? I've played against um, people who, who can use the normal gold card to a very high standard. There seems to be a developing meta of people who can play a lot of very quick and very well-powered first-time passes, and Foden's going to be mm-hmm. absolutely brilliant for that. He's got just enough pace to to move quickly in between those sort of one twos where he can be a, a real nightmare, even against defenders with lengthy or should say especially against defenders using lengthy because they'll just take, you know, a second or two to get moving, whereas Foden's moving rapidly from the get go. Um so it's one of those kind of specialist cards that in the right hands I think it could be absolutely devastating. I'm not sure for you Joe Average that that's gonna be the best use. I think like a a Valverde is much easier to use for the majority of players to get full value out of. Whereas Foden, let's say in a pro or you know a content maker or someone who plays weekend league all the time and does pretty well, Foden's going to be a pretty devastating proposition, I think. And yeah, the the flexibility that you have in terms of position changes as well definitely um, adds to its attractiveness, it, it goes without saying. And at this stage of the game, that's just a really powerful, very flexible card. So yeah, that would be a very nice one to to either pack or if you're going for something with a bit of a Man City theme, that would be a really cool one to pick up. Yeah, it's got good links too. And, you know, Odegaard doesn't have great links. I mean, he's Arsenal Premier League, but the, the nation's going to be a drag on him. But it looks like a decent card for less than 100k. Well, if everyone's going um, Haaland, then Odegaard kind of, it's not quite essential, but it certainly adds to um, chemistry system if you want to go Haaland and something off-prem. Having Odegaard in there just to sort of boost those Premier League and Norwegian links is is, is quite handy. Uh, and there's going to be mm. plenty of uh, Good shot. gunner fans out there who, who will just want to pick up any Arsenal sort of special cars that, that come around. But I, I'd say at the moment, if you compare Odegaard to Foden, totally different league, unfortunately, which I guess is kind of reflected in the fact that one's a Champions League road to the knockout and the other one's a Europa League road to the knockout. Nice one, but it's not going to do the big damage in weekend league that you're looking for. But I'll tell you one thing. I experienced um, a, 
a player who was quite proficient with um, Lamar from Atletico Madrid. And you were talking about measuring Aubameyang in the Haaland scale. So if you were to take Lamar and he's about 0.25 Valverde's, that's a really good card, very well-rounded, quick and good shooting and passing, yeah. very good dribbling. And again, has some positional flexibility as well. You can play in wide or in the middle. I think at the price that one's currently at now, 130K, that's a really, really nice pickup. Yeah, he got a lot of big boosts in the defending and physicality categories. I mean, he got plus six overall physicality, plus five overall defensively, and then plus three overall everywhere else, which that's a pretty big boost for that card. And, you know, he's flexible. He can go left mid, right mid, center mid. He seems like a really good card that can kind of go everywhere. He's high, high. He's going to work hard for you. So that's a, that's a good shout there. I don't think we missed anybody, Paul. I um, I used Lamar's gold um, early on in the game, got him untradeable, and that were really good. It was lacking a bit sort of with the physicality and defensive, but uh, like you say, he's got those boosts there. Um, a couple who we have missed from yesterday's mini release, uh, Paqueta, Bremer, and Wambasaka. Uh, that Paqueta card, I really like um, that card. I used his, his gold a little bit. And he's he's really, really good card. I don't know how West Ham are gonna do with regards to wins, but he he's he's a good card and I think he's about 180k at the moment. But the one that really stands out, and this was shout to George who pointed this out to me today, this Bremer card, he's getting a lot of hype. And when you look at him, you think sixty-nine dribbling and sixty passing. And I know it's your centre-back, but you want some passing on your centre-back. When you go look at his stats in-game, um, he's got 79 composure and 84 reactions. Um, and when it comes to his passing, he's got 74 short and 74 long passing. He's lengthy. He's got 81 pace. Looks like a really good car. Brazilian, UV links. I'm going to try. I might have missed the boat now because we're recording. But we're going to try and pick this card up and use it because I think this will be one that uh, rises a bit this week as more and more people get onto it. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty cheap considering. Uh, and if you compare him to like Militao, I know Militao is going to have better dribbling. He's more more nimble, but defensively he looks just as good, if not better. If you really drill down on the stats, so that's a good shout. I got absolutely done dirty several times by the gold Lucas Pacata, and I can't imagine that 85 version getting an upgrade. He'd probably be really, really good in the midfield, especially Premier League Brazilian. He's going to link with a lot of cards, so that's a good one. Let's move on, though. Let's transition into the Team of the Week. We got the Team of the Week upgrade SPC today. I think it's kind of soon to be having Team of the Week upgrade SPCs, but I get it. There's a possibility of getting a Haaland, so that's going to suck a lot of fodder off the market, but it's also going to make fodder go up a little bit. Am I right? Yeah, I think people will take a gamble and they'll do some uh, Team of the Week SBCs. We've got some upgrades as well, so people will do a few upgrades, throw any duplicates into the Team of the Week SBC. Um, but yeah, if you've got plenty of coins, it's worth the gamble. If you've not got plenty of coins, don't waste them on doing too many of these because we do have so many bad Team of the Week cards still. Um and your chances of getting a, a Yedda or a Salah or a layout um, uh, are quite slim. So, yeah, save, save your coins is my advice on that one, um, even though I probably will do at least one myself. I'm quite happy about it, though, I must admit, because 
it requires a team of 83 overall. And at the moment you were picking up 83s for 800 coins, which is pretty disgusting. So it's going to suck some fodder off the market and correct that little aspect of what's supposed to be, you know, semi-valuable fodder. And they haven't done much with, I would say, between FIFA 22 to 23. So having something like this where that suddenly becomes more desirable and and people can actually do stuff with them if they pack 83s, you'll probably be able to sell them for a little bit more. I mean, generally, and, and FIFA's gone by, they were always worth between 3 and 4K, right? So the fact that they're going almost a discard is pretty ne- negligent in terms of management of the of the market and whatnot. So I'm kind of glad to see this. I won't be doing a ton of them, though, because I don't think, given now that we've gone through Weekend League, where this first team of the week has is, is, is appeared and there's so much um, instances of that team of the week out there in terms of volume that it's it's not worth it for me, but I'm glad in terms of a, of a market correction, I think it'll do the trick. Yeah, and one that really stood out to me from team of the week, the current team of the week, is that Werner card. I mean, he's a left mid, but I'm pretty sure you can make him a center forward if I'm correct. Let me have a look real quick. Yeah, you can make him a center forward, left mid, or left wing. I mean, you could play him, start off in a four three three five and a false nine. I mean, for 22K, if anything, if you got coins to burn, that's a great bench player. That's a great person you could bring on 70th minute. Like, I might do that for, you know, Hallen. Sometimes he'll get gassed towards the end. I mean, he's always kind of heavy and clunky, but towards the end of a game, if he's got, you know, mid, you know, mid fitness left, he's really hard to turn. He's really hard to do anything with. So Werner could be a game changer and just kind of test that back line if they're gassed. So just keep a look in these, uh, these team of the weeks because there's lots of value in here. I feel like at this stage of the game, it's still very, very cheap for somebody like him or even um, SMS, right, Matt? You're using him still, right? Oh, yeah. It's still the favorite card that I've used. I mean, so far, the, the standard... And um, 86 did me really good for the sort of first week and a half. And I picked up um, the team of the week once it um, came down in price. Once it got below 30k, I was like, I'll have a bit of that. And I can't say it's a, a notable upgrade, but I just like the fact that I've got the best version of what I deem at this early stage of the game to be my favourite card. It's it's so good in terms of having the lengthy running style, five-star weak foot, deadly finishing, defensively does a job. Once he gets going in that um, lengthy accelerate is very hard to stop. It takes like a, a premium big ass CDM, like a Casemiro type player, someone like that to actually bring him to a halt. Otherwise it'll just barge through everybody. So but yeah, so it's a really excellent card if you're playing that kind of midfielder, which I suspect most people are because that's kind of the method at the yeah. moment, right? You talk about CDMs and big CDMs. Have, has any of you guys experienced or experimented with the new deep lying playmaker option in tactics. Have you done that one, Matt? I have. Um, I've used it with uh, this rotor knockout SBC card that we got over the weekend, Ishmael Benesser from Milan. And if you use it in a sort of free midfield with one CDM, which is where we've been playing him, he'll just sort of come back just a little bit and find gaps between the defence and midfield to basically give you that passing option to them give you a clearer route forward with the next pass, basically. Um, he won't sort of like drift and sort of put himself on one of the opposition midfielders and make a pass more difficult. Um, I think that there's probably some value in exploring that from a gameplay point of view over the coming weeks. 
it's it's definitely interesting to have more value out of CDMs other than just basically like stay back or drop between defenders, which are all you know good commands to have, but having that little bit more tactical flexibility that um we've been looking for from cards over the years where we felt that they were less than usable because the game didn't cater to that play style, i.e. your Andrea Pirlo type player where they weren't fast enough to be dynamic midfielders and the game didn't offer something where someone could just basically sit back and ping long passes around. Now we have that. Um, it's going to be interesting to see when the right cards come along to take full use of that command, how much impact it has on the gameplay. Yeah, and I was just reading up on it last night because one of my friends, Rob, from the Discord, he asked me about you know, the deep line playmaker instruction if I was using it. And I said, no, because I didn't really know a whole lot about it. So I looked it up and from what EA put out on the pitch notes, they said they added a new player instruction for midfielders to consistently ask for the ball and gravitate towards ball handlers. It can only be applied to CDMs. And I guess my big question is, is does he ever drift forward and get caught out of position? And that's what I'm kind of concerned about. So if you have one CDM that's, you want to stay back, if I were to throw this on there, will he still play as a CDM or he played more as a CM. So I'm going to do some testing and we'll get back and let you guys know how that goes. Um, on the topic of defending, I want to talk about this Dan Juma SBC. Right now he's 61K. He was a bit cheaper a few days ago when he came out, but this card gave me trouble in Rivals, especially when I got up to where I am now. It's like knocking on the door, Division 5. And he seems really rapid and he kind of just has that that bullshit factor, I guess the, the ball just gravitates to his foot. And I really feel like I might do him just because of like, again, a super sub, if you've got fodder, do you think it's worth doing at this point? Yeah. I think if you've got fodder, why not? It looks like a decent card. I've played against him a few times this weekend and he's, he's been a problem. Um, and talking about the bench, you can have five subs now. So, you know, players start getting tired, 60 minutes right. on, you bring five fresh players on, and it has done for me over the last week since I've I sort of George prompted me to you start doing it and I started doing it and it has a huge impact on the game. Um and I don't see many people making all five subs. Um I've been I used Harland and Lua this weekend and brought both of those off, brought on eighty two Nunes and Havertz, and even though those cards are anywhere near as good fresh as the other two they they had a huge impact on the games um you know even bringing on a, a center back if you you know you really want to sweat it out it's good to have a full bench now though never responded to my joke by the way you said you were having problems finishing with lua I told you to tell him to pull your hair and you ignored <laughs> me that actually did make me <laughs> chuckle i really did laugh at that one um <laughs> Yeah, but I, you know, I didn't want to make you think like you were really funny, so I didn't, I didn't, got, I didn't reply. Sorry. What a dick! I know it's a bit of a dick move, but yeah, that were a good one, Hunter. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. I tried really hard. Let's talk about weekend league. We touched on it earlier. How did you find the gameplay? We'll start with you, Matt. Overall, the gameplay in weekend league did it very much from your experience in rivals. Was it heavier? Was it inconsistent? How was it? It was bad. Uh, I had a glorious experience um, with playoffs. Um, basically, my playoff campaign is I didn't play like all the matches. I won the first five straight through. 
ended the campaign there, got the rewards and went into weekendly and I couldn't believe the difference in the gameplay. Um, it was so unresponsive uh, at times. I, w- I must have been like a full second behind some of my opponents. It just felt really heavy, uh, which obviously then changes the way you have to play. It's hard to play dynamic, quick passing football or any kind of intricate dribbling style when you're so far behind um, the responsiveness and the service and whatnot. It was really disappointing. It took a long time to adapt. So after going 5-0 and in, in playoffs, my start to the weekend league was awful. I think I lost three of the first five, which is never good. You always want to get off to a winning start and try and get some momentum going right. So I was like, oh my God, what's going on here? Why am I playing so good in, in playoffs and then so bad in weekend league? But yeah, it, it wasn't a great experience as much as I was really looking forward to getting stuck into it. It just didn't live up to it in that respect. And I certainly hope it can improve in, in, in future weeks. But yeah, it, it just, it's the old frustrations coming back to haunt us again on that one. And I, I really hope they can uh, improve on that next time round. Paul, did you have a similar experience? Um, yes. Um, I pretty, pretty much same as Matt, really. I qualification went five and oh six and oh then got a couple of gifts um ended up getting decent rewards from that then the next day i played weekend league and my first maybe six or seven games were were really good and i probably had three games all weekend that felt slow and unresponsive one of them was much worse than the other two so you know overall it was a, a, a good experience, but it was really disheartening to play those few games that were were, were really slow and, and quite delayed because I've not seen that in Rivals. Um, even playing Corp in Rivals, it's all just been very much the same. Um, so I was a bit gutted really when I, I, I realised that the gameplay wasn't just going to be the same all year no matter what um what mode you're in but um because it just takes it out of you don't it you know you like matt said you've got to play differently you've got to really sort of slow it down and it takes forever for the the player to receive the ball then turn and it's just it's just not fun um especially when you play it always seems to happen later on in the weekend league as well when you're playing against decent opponents so it's 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 always difficult but yeah that was sort of my law for this weekend um realizing that gameplay weren't going to be all all good i'm sorry to uh, interrupt with a, a piece of live breaking news but uh, i did just do a team of the week upgrade was talking there just to get rid of some 83s and guess who i pulled Harland. Not, not Harland, but Son. You son of a bitch. Oh. I know, right? That's, that yeah. is pretty pretty epic. I'm happy for you. So I'm just I'm jealous. I'm very pleased about that. Uh, yeah. I feel like That's you should okay. have to... You've, cl- got, you've got like two million trading profit. You don't need to be jealous of me. It's true. You go out and straight up buy that shit. Almost three, actually. Oh, check you out. I feel like you should have to quick sell him because you made an upgrade live on the pod. <laughs> I'm halfway through. I've stopped now. He'll do it and he'll recover him as soon as we get off the off the pod. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll quick sell him for the lulls oh, and then yeah. I'll forget yeah. to, to restore him <laughs> and it looks fire. That typical of my look. Just um, on Son, I've got his gold card and when it comes to strikers, he's, he's up there with Haaland. Unbelievable. He's finishing on both feet. He's... He's so good. And I don't know if it's just the way I play, but yeah, I'd definitely put him up there um, with Haaland as a as a striker. Marvellous. I look forward to trying that out. A lot of people had issues with Son, with his positioning. A lot of people thought that he should have had the option to go to center forward or even striker because he often plays there for Tottenham. And I don't know if we touched on this in the past or not, but I feel like that was sort of by design because those striker and center forward sons, they sell packs. Just me being cynical or... Hunter and his tinfoil hat, that one. I'm just saying. I mean, how many times have we seen him play up top for Tottenham? Pretty often. I think he played at striker this weekend. Mm. But um, it's it's one of those ones where perhaps you don't want to waste it in team of the week. You're going to save that for, for a bigger, sexier promo. Put a nice special colour on mm. it and let the market go go crazy. Yeah, well... You talk about the market going crazy. It went a little crazy Saturday afternoon, didn't it? <laughs> Look Just, at that for a segue. I didn't even mean it. Yeah. Beautiful. Mm. See, I picked up on that. Yeah, it was a bit of a gold card Armageddon, wasn't it? Let's be honest. Yeah. They pretty much destroyed everything. And the one day that I'm away from my computer and away from my electronics... I'm out in the woods. I go back to my truck. I look at my phone. I've got over 50 Discord notifications. I said, okay, either the Discord server is melting down or EA have done something massively fucking stupid. And it turns out it was the latter. They ended up putting 25K tradable hero packs in the store. And you guys were able to take advantage of that. Is that right, Paul? I was, yes. I and I had to do like a double take. I, I was out for a birthday meal. It was my girlfriend's birthday. And we were out for a meal. And I just took a little sneaky look on my phone. Sneaky look. And I was like, what the fuck? So I quickly took a screenshot, posted it in the Discord, sent it to George. And then I was like, I better open this because um, if, I, if I'm honest, I thought it were a loan, but it didn't say loan. So I thought I'm opening it because you'll have to get compensation because it doesn't say loan on it. Um, so I opened it and got do deck. Um, and I was like, this is mad. Absolutely mad. So I was sort of, I was dying then to get back on my phone. Cause I knew the market was just going to go into sort of full meltdown. Um, George were messaging me sort of live updates. Uh, I managed to get on my phone and buy a Yaya Torre. It was 1.5 mil when I left the house. Um, I managed to get one for 800. And I was late on that. It was already dropping. And then the market just turned and stuff started going back up. But because they removed the pack. Um, and just from what I've seen in the Discord, if I feel like maybe... 10% of our Discord managed to open those packs. So, you know, if you roll that out across the game, even less of a percentage, you know, because we're talking hardcore fever players in the Discord. Um, so only a small ma- uh, percentage of people managed to open and the market went in meltdown. If that had stayed out for another sort of half an hour, it would have been just carnage. Um so and you know we've we've now found out that it was a mistake. We still don't know because they've not even they've not mentioned oh, it. Not gonna own this they're just trying no. they're just trying to pretend it didn't happen. Right. Um, and you know, imagine being that employee 
who put that out having to walk into work this morning after you've released an Ike, a hero pack for 25k untradeable uh, as well like you got to walk into work this morning like oh shit yeah but like that walk of shame but you gotta think though like some of the people who work there that actually play foot play it aggressively they were probably like looking at him like he was a hero you know yeah i want to know that guy's name i want to say thank you sir but for all those who didn't manage to open the pack that's just shit it is like I get it. You can't leave that pack in the store. If you leave that pack in the store, the game is fucked. Yep. Like the power curve has just gone from here to here. And the market has just melted. Like, you know, like I say, yeah, yeah, I was 700 K at one point. Um, if everybody managed to open one of those packs, it'd have been 150 K. Um, and you know, and then if, if all these heroes are discard, what have you got to play for? You know what I mean? You've, yeah. you, you've not got anything to chase. So, you know, the game's not. So I, I hear people talking about compensation because there were some issues with it being labelled wrong. Um, but, yeah, the the can't just give people right. heroes, untradeable. Untra- uh, they just can't do it. It'll just ruin the game. Yeah. Just to kind of show what you were talking about, Saturday morning, Janola's price was pushing two and a half million. Saturday evening, when this mishap occurred, he dropped down to 1.5 million. He literally almost lost half his value in a matter of five minutes. So, I mean, every second was critical that that pack was on the, on the market. And granted, it was only one pack. You couldn't repeat it. Those who were able to take advantage, heaven forbid, they, they got a Janola. That's, you're just ecstatic about that one. I don't know that it's going to have long-term lasting effects on the market because it was such a small group of people that were able to take advantage of it. And you see it all over Twitter, everybody that did it, but just keep in mind how many people actually play this game that aren't hardcore, that don't listen to podcasts, that aren't in discords, they just play. They'll never even know what happened. But for people who were trading or holding heroes or bought them, trying to sell them and make coin on them, they, they got devastated. They got just taken to the woodshed. And for those people... I think those are the ones who would really deserve compensation in my opinion. But how do you, how do you even do that? You know what I mean? You, you just can't without further degradating the market. So it's one of those situations where uh, I think you can. How's that? At such an early stage of the game, they've created a massive imbalance now, especially the people who managed to pack, you know, very meta stroke, valuable heroes that they've essentially gotten for, for nothing. And then everyone else who wasn't, on the ball, or like you say, connected to some sort of FIFA community have lost out through no fault of their own, or the people who are just like, you know what? I know I'm not supposed to go for that, so I'm not going to do it. And I'm sure there would have been a few people out there who probably thought that way. What they should do is they should walk back every one of those packs and give every player an untradeable hero pack. And even if they made the weighting of it really low, so you know, very few people are going to get more than a Lars Ricken or something, or a Mostavoy, but at least they get something, and then the odd one or two will get something that you know you can put on social media and say, hey, look what I got. That's the only fair way. The fact that this wasn't necessarily available to all, and now that there's a, a big part of the community, a significant number of people who have such a massive advantage is not fair. So the only way to equalize it was to give it to everyone 
nail the weighting so it's very small, untradeable, so it doesn't really upset the market too much, and just try harder next time. That's, that's for me, the appropriate response. I mean, I see your point, but to me, it's, it's not like it wasn't available. It was available to everybody, sort of like a, a lightning round, if you will. I mean, they'll put them in there for X amount of time. And if you just so happen to look and purchase one, you get lucky. That's kind of how I saw this it was, it's almost like a lightning round. It was a mistake, but much better than a lightning round because you knew exactly what you were getting. But I don't know. I just feel like that would cause even more, even more harm to the market. I feel like we're on different ends of this one, but maybe Paul, you can balance it out for us. I- I do get the give people it untradeable and it definitely have an effect on the game. Um, even if the the pack weight was shit, it would affect the market to some extent. But um, I do just feel like it were unfair. Like we've because now and I've seen it, and this might just be because everybody's bought teams for weekend league, but. Yesterday, I seemed to log on and people had gone from having starter teams to everybody's got a team that's worth a few hundred K. And, you know, most people who open those packs and most people um, will have got 100K from it at least. You know, you pack a Peter Crouch and I don't know if he's about 80K now, um, maybe more. But, you know, these cards... Had a, you know, it was still a significant influx of coins onto this market. Um, and I just don't know if there's a way to keep everybody happy. You could give everybody an untradeable hero. I don't think they're going to do that. I think they just want this one just to disappear. Um, but it, it is shit. I wish everybody could just go and open a 25k hero now. Um but I know for the longevity of the game that it'll it'll just it'll just screw it a bit. Um, yeah, because even if they did put an untradeable pack out there for twenty five k, it'll that'd still fuck the market a bit because people had you know not everybody has twenty five k spare. Um, what was funny as well, I saw on some people's streams there was a team of the eighty two plus team of the week pack that was at the side of it, and that was 85k, and then the hero pack were there for 25k, so it was like, just just a big, huge fuck-up, and I don't feel like we should be having fuck-ups of this size, um, and I gave this example to somebody the other day, you've spent £6,000 on FIFA points early in this game to build an insane team, you've probably got Ginola in it, You've probably got Yaya in it, um, plus one or two others, Lucio maybe. So you've bought those. You've logged on on Saturday evening. You've seen that these cards are absolutely getting killed, dropping 100,000 coins by the second. You could have gone on and sold those cards because you thought, shit, look at all this supply. These are just going to keep dropping and dropping and dropping. So you've gone and sold those. Um you start watching it, the rebound back up to nearly what they were at. Yeah, yeah, nearly went back up to, I think he hit like 1-3. Um, like loads of people will have done that, sold those heroes at those low, low prices and then been fucked and you've lost real life money then. Real life thousands of pounds that you spent on FIFA points have just sort of vanished all because of EA's fuck up. Um, but 
the most annoying part is that they've not said anything. Everyone's saying, what if this, what if that? We could have done with some clarity, like at, at the latest today. Yeah. You mentioned clarity. We did get some clarity on a few things from Dr. Poplov on Twitter, who's one of the uh, EA employees that tweets out information about the game every now and then. Um, I asked the question, which didn't receive a direct response, but somebody else commented on it. And apparently they were on Foot Weekly and they did a segment where they explained what would happen towards the end of the game. And, you know, our big question was what happens when you get team of the season type players? You have, let's say, a, a 99 rated Hallen who doesn't fit the lengthy metric anymore. He no longer is able to be lengthy. He'll only be controlled. And basically what they said was, that's correct. Basically, you know, everybody will be controlled and it'll be less of a big deal. Lengthy won't be as much of an advantage towards the end of the game because everyone's going to be so good. And it got me thinking, like, it kind of just makes the whole thing a gimmick, really, because if you're going to make Hallen lengthy and make him such an advantage now, but later on in the game, his team of the season card is going to perform, I mean, in comparison, just as well. Like, what's the fucking point? I get it. It makes other cards more usable, which is good. But for certain cards, it kind of takes some of the some of the specialness away at the end of the game. That's kind of how I looked at it. But if you do have a question about that, that's basically it. So it's going to be lengthy until they're not, from what I understand, which is kind of stupid in my opinion. But it is what it is. And the issue with that is as well that a lot of defenders will stay lengthy because their agility will stay below eighty five. So you're going to have defenders that um you know maybe some midfielders uh, but mostly defenders that are going to have agility under under 84 85 um and they're going to remain lengthy while while the attackers don't so i don't know quite how how that'll work out it's, we'll we'll just have to sort of see what we but yeah having yeah having lengthy in the game early on and then it sort of vanishing as the game gets better just seems a little bit weird to me i think this whole lengthy thing it's one of the best and simultaneously one of the worst things they've ever done because I like the fact that there's a lot of cards that were previously unusable in, in older versions of FIFA that suddenly have a purpose, so that's cool. But I'm not happy that we don't really understand exactly how much faster this is making people. And it also makes a mockery of the pace stats in general when you can get someone like someone with 60 odd pace like Casemiro who can outrun like a DRB with 90 odd pace <laughs> it just doesn't seem right or fair I think it's good that if they'd fully fleshed out this mechanic and made lengthy running style something that wasn't stat dependent it's more of a physical trait and it adds some sort of like power or strength multiplier when one of these larger players is running that's awesome that that definitely should have been a thing but to do it purely based off this calculation that re requires you to be a certain height and weight and have x amount of agility and we know that's going to change down the road it's it's so frustrating it's like i've seen weird things this weekend league like people playing players like dennis zakaria on the wing because once he gets going can't be stopped and your fullbacks aren't ever going to be able to cope with a player like that. They'll just run right through him. And it's just like, I really didn't think this one through. It's so awesome that some of these cards now have usability. 
but at the same time, it just doesn't complement all the other cards in the game. It's like the pace that almost means nothing if you don't have lengthy at this point. I know I'm exaggerating ever so slightly there, but there's too many instances where slower lengthy players are as fast as 90 plus pace controlled or explosive players. And that's not on, frankly. So good and bad at the same time. Uh, it's winding me up. I mean, I like using it from for my purpose. I've like really gotten on using Milinkovic, Savic and Pogba as a midfield too, because Pogba has all these amazing physical and technical skill sets to add to his lengthy run. So it makes him such a much better card than he has been for years on, on foot. You know, remember back in the days when every team wanted some sort of Pogba and in the last couple of years because of all the drama at Man United, he just hasn't been playing well, hasn't been getting the special cards, relatively ignored by the game. Now he's super relevant. So I love that. But yeah, the, the cloud that it puts over pace in general in the game for the time being, I think is a real backstep and it's what should have been a celebrated feature is turning into a little bit of an embarrassment I think yeah I'll give you a good example so Nunez from Liverpool I was using him early on in the game and I had Hunter on him and he didn't feel very fast well when I found out about this lengthy shit I kept Hunter on him and I paid attention to how well he got in behind which wasn't very well especially in like rivals playing against you know decent players then I slapped a hawk on him, which is slower than Hunter, but hawk makes him lengthy. And he started blowing past Mindy. He was blowing past some of the best fullbacks in the game, and they couldn't catch up to him because he's lengthy and he has pace. But the fact is, is that you put hawk on him, which lowers his pace from Hunter, yet he's lengthy, so he's faster. It's like you said, it kind of just negates the whole pace state or pace attribute to some degree which is mm, a little unrealistic and it's like you said it opens the door to people doing things like playing Zakari on the wing putting a big unit with pace via lengthy in areas where they shouldn't be performing that well so I think this is going to kind of wash itself out as the year goes on once we get better cards once we get more high rated cards there'll be less lengthy cards and people will kind of balance out and it'll be more about skill than attributes and lengthiness. I'm hoping that's the case. What's the betting that we get to a point in the game where let's say the majority of the special cards can't be made lengthy. So people go back to the old cards just because they are lengthy and they're better than the improved ones. Mm. I can see that happening. I mean, that's what you would expect, right? I just don't see it. I, there's there's got to be a way to, to, I mean, they did put, I the mean, they, they can obviously like, yeah, they can tweak all this with, with with patches and sort of even it out. But as it stands right now, it's probably better to have a seventy pace player with lengthy than a ninety plus pace control player, and that's just fucking weird, man. I agree. I think there'll be a play a, sp- a place where um, a certain card gets gets a, a you know a new special card, and it's not a massive boost, but it's a big enough boost to take him into that bracket. And people will use the old version just because um, it can it can still be lengthy, um, you know. Um, I don't know if EA are gonna um, think about that when they're making these special cards. Maybe I don't know, but um, it's definitely gonna be 
be interested. And it's, you know, we haven't fucking stopped talking about it for two weeks, so it's definitely worked for a year. That's all everyone's fucking talking about. I'm sick of fucking hearing about Lengthy, if I'm honest. But it's definitely been a great marketing tool. Yeah. I think it could be card specific, which you're talking about, Matt, but in the pitch notes that they put this information out in, which that's why Dr. Poplov tweeted what he did is because people were putting out bad information from what he was saying. The metrics that they use for these are dynamic. They can be changed. They did put that little blurb of information at the bottom. So I think that they would be wise enough. I'm giving them some credit here. I'm thinking they'll be wise enough to get in front of this and make it to where that doesn't happen because you'd hate to see that, right? You'd hate to see people going back to a gold version or a previous version because it moves faster than the other one. But you can certainly see how it is definitely a possibility. But before we, we have a few more things I want to talk about before we do get off. It's, it's market related. Did you guys notice the position change SBC that they put out? You could basically trade in any card, any bronze card and get a position change and you could do it five times. But it seems to me that this is an area that they're really focusing on. And, you know, a lot of people trade position change cards, myself included. And I've been getting quite a few soft bans when trying to snipe some of these position change cards, like real unrealistically fast soft bans, which really makes me think they're, they're trying to control this position change market. They're trying to bring them down in price and they tried to do that via SPC. But I went and had a look in my club and I've got hundreds and hundreds of contracts and injury cards and manager contracts. Why wouldn't they just up the pack weight if they wanted to bring this market down instead of flooding everybody with useless shit? I mean, let's be honest. Contracts are just going through the motions at this point. Take them out of the game. They're fucking useless. I I don't understand it. It is a bit of a random one. And I saw an EA employee pushing this SBC as well. Like, remember guys, Come and get your your position changes. But so many people have made so many coins from these position change uh, modifiers because they're so hard to snipe. People just get pissed off and like, sack it. I'm buying that one for double what they're actually selling for. Um, and, you know, you yourself, Hunter, you've made a ridiculous amount of coins from those. And I know loads of people who have commented on this saying they've made crazy amounts of coins from it. Um, and it just seems to be a weird thing to push with. Like last year, we had shadows extinct for that long. They, they upgraded the price range. Um, you know, some of the sort of central uh, camp to CM, centre forward to striker, I think it was, they were extinct for ages. Not a fucking peep from here. They did not give a shit. So I don't know why now. Well, I, I think I do know why. The they want to bring the price of these down, but they're not going to. People need to use them in SBCs. They need to use them in the club. They're always going to have some value, um, you know, so. You have to use them in moments too. I've been grinding the piss out of those new moments modes that we have. And it's basically like objectives slash SBCs. Some of these, especially like the Klopp one, you have to go through and make tons of changes and you have to have like 25 chemistry. It's You're going to use position changes for these and you don't get them back. So. I don't see him going away for a long time. The demand is going to be there for a long time, especially as new cards come out. I just don't understand if you really want to control the market, just pull that lever and just, you know, add 10% more to packs and add 10% less contracts. You know, it's sorted. I don't, it doesn't seem that difficult to me, but Hey, you know, they got people paid to, to make these decisions. Let's just do an SPC instead. Like let's give everybody five. That's going to fix it. I, I don't understand the logic there. It's, it's a poor attempt in my opinion. So where I'm at with this, I think 
what you have achieved yourself, Hunter, in the first couple of weeks of this game with your incredible market record is a good indicator of why they felt this was necessary. Um, someone who has a little penchant for, for trading. Just call it what it is. Can go and make two million plus in the first couple of weeks of the game doing a very basic trade. Basically, they ain't selling new shit this year. <laughs> and anyone who's been doing anything like to the degree that you've done, they, they can't make money from. And there's also been plenty of people who have been bronze pat methoding the first week in particular um, and doing quite well out of it. And a, a few bronze cards that were relatively overpriced because they were needed for some of the early SBCs and whatnot. So by doing this, they... They thought they would kill your market. It hasn't. You know, there were still people paying two and a half K for position changes when this SBC went live, when they could have just bought a 200 coin bronze player and traded it in for what. So that's how stupid or uninformed the community is. And then, of course, by allowing people to just basically open a bronze pack and get two, two free cars that they can swap for a position change, they thought they were probably going to kill any value in the bronze market. I don't know if that's the case or not, they probably need to increase the cap from five to something else or at least give you, say, five every week to have any kind of detrimental impact to the market as, as it stands. But I think um, people like yourself, and I'm not saying this as a criticism, I at all think it's fantastic what you've done. I wish I'd done it. Um, I found this niche, profited incredibly from it and caused them a massive headache because that is a trading technique that literally anybody can do you know trading for the most part it's either uh, too difficult or too time consuming for most people to to do in high volume they just want to play the game but anyone can buy a hundred of those a day and just let them go in the background and you know, they might not sell every single one of them in, in, in a cycle but they'll sell enough to make it worth their time and never yeah. have to buy FIFA points and and that's that's the crux for you they need to be able to sell shit to people and They've inadvertently created a market which allows Joe Average to profit massively from it. Yeah. So they're, they're trying to take action. I don't think what they've done is going to have the effect that they thought they were going to have. They're going to probably have to try something else. But yeah, you're on the radar, son. They're coming for you. Mm. Well, just put them in packs, put them in the store. I don't know. Like, is there, do you think there's rules against doing that? You know, five position changes for, I don't know, 200 FIFA points. Is that, that, that doesn't seem illegal, does it? I mean, to me, that would surely bring the prices down or, or just let you trade coins for them. You know, you can buy a, a tin pack for X amount. Then they yeah. can literally put a floor on these things if they did that. You're going to start seeing them in, in objectives and stuff a lot going forward to just try and mitigate some of the problems that they've already caused themselves. They'll, they'll, they'll flatten this out. This is just the first step in, in doing it, I think. Yeah, I've pulled back the reins quite a bit since I saw the SBC and since I started getting these just super quick soft bands. I've really kind of scaled back the amount that I was trading. I used to keep us just as many as I could in the club and just stock them up, but I'm keeping it empty now. I'm just getting some here and there, flipping them. So I would not go all in with this. I don't know if Paul, you may, might have a different opinion, but I wouldn't go all in, put all your eggs in this basket because like you said, Matt, they, they're going to be doing things to, to change this market. They're going to be putting them in the game and they're probably going to drive the price down. Eventually they'll figure out a way. But for now, it still works. Just don't be greedy is all I can say. You have anything else you want to add to that? 
Yeah, just if you've got some or you want to buy a few, just keep a few ticking over on your transfer list. These are the ways to make two and three hundred coins. Um, you know, it's there, there, there is other ways, but it is a good way of just making coins. Just um, don't do what Hunter did and make about a million coins in the first week and you won't get soft banned. <laughs> it happens. Just don't take my coins and we'll be all right. Matt, you asked a question in the Discord. You wanted to get some feedback about this. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to butcher this name. Wepu? Knock and Wepu, yeah. He had some kind of, he retired. Is that what happened? Or he got some kind of cardiac issue? Yeah, so it was, it was breaking news this morning. I was um, playing a squad battle, trying to get that uh, Gozen's uh, objective card. And uh, news broke on on TalkSport, which is the main sort of sports radio show over here, Hunter, that you're probably not familiar with, that um, he'd retired due to a um, a heart defect that was hereditary. He's had it all his life, but it hadn't been detected. And he's advised that the only thing he can do to sort of maintain a, a happy and healthy life is to retire from professional football, which is extremely sad. Um People might remember that he he had a really good, um, I think it was a team of the week card last season. That was uh, the definition of a of a discard beast, for lack of a better word. It was really good. His base gold card this year, pretty decent, fast, good physicals, all that good stuff. The sort of thing a starter squad would love to have, and it would have been interesting to see how that might have developed over the season. But most importantly, seems like a very talented player has been prematurely cut short. Uh, at least he's he's still alive so that's that's the good news but I immediately knew that as per we've seen it god knows how many times that um, the market would react and advise our followers in discord to to get on it um 10 minutes after the news broke the guy was going for like 5k from discord so I was like okay well we're a bit late to that one and it just made me think about how do we feel about how the market um, takes advantage of of such situations, knowing that out of curiosity, people are going to pick up this card to try it out. They're going to pick it up because it might be valuable in SBC down the line. You know, it's just—is it distasteful, or is it just a natural thing to do? Are we happy about it? Are we pissed off about it? Um, I'm indifferent because I know from you know having played this game for like. 14 years, whatever it is, that this is just standard fare. This is how people react. And if you have the ability to take advantage of it, you probably should, or you're just going to be one of those guys like the people didn't do the hero SP, uh, hero pack, I beg your pardon. You're just going to miss out. So you, you kind of have to run run with the, the times. Uh, unfortunately, even though I was on the breaking news, I still missed out. There was no value for me to have there, but it'd be interesting to hear what, other people think about these situations. Should EA react quicker and, and pull these cards from the market to stop potentially distasteful behavior from occurring or people sort of profiteering from negative news, essentially? But what do you guys think? Firstly, I don't understand why he has to come out of packs in the first place. I mean, he's on the roster. He was on the roster when the game started. Unless there's some kind of legal reason why they have to remove him from the game. I mean... You have the rights to the game. You have the rights to the teams. I don't understand. Just keep it business as usual. Leave him in, leave his gold card in packs and let the game go on. And you don't have to worry about any of this. But if you have to take him out of packs, I don't fault people for doing what they did. I mean, as a, 
sports memorabilia and trading card collector myself, like Kobe Bryant, one of the best basketball players we've ever seen. Some would say the best. He died a tragic death in a helicopter crash. And people bought his stuff left and right. His stuff went up in value literally instantly. Even still, his rookie cards are through the roof. So, I mean, it's just a, it's a natural thing for people to take advantage of a situation. If you put something that's valuable in front of somebody, they're going to take it. I think it's human nature. I don't blame people for it, but I just, I don't understand why it has to be a, an issue altogether. Just leave his card in the game. That's kind of where I'm at. Where are you at, Paul? Yeah, I don't see an issue really. I'm like, people, yeah, people get up in arms about it. Like, oh, you can't make coins off him. And, and you know, it's, EA should probably react a little bit faster. Like there was a, a guy the other year who died in a plane crash tragically, um, you know, and I think eventually they ended. Umanio Sala. Yeah. They eventually about. took his mm-hmm. his card out of the game, but it already gone up in price. People had made coins out of it. Um, yeah, so if he's there in the game and people can make coins out of it, I I don't really see a problem. Like. People are going to do that. Cards are going to rise in price. Um, like you say, Hunter, stuff gets more expensive because it gets rarer. It's the same when cards go out of the packs in this game, they get rarer. It's no disrespect to this guy who's had to retire from a, a heart defect that some fucking nerds on a computer game are paying £5,000 uh, coins for his card instead of 700 He's probably, probably a bit happier that his card's more expensive in a game than it was fucking discard. It's, the, the tragedy is his stats that EA gave him in the first place. He's probably a bit more pissed off about that than the fact that his card's a little bit more expensive than it was since he retired. Do you know what I mean? No doubt. Yeah. I mean, I think it's people have their opinions, but... It is what it is. It's kind of been this way since its inception, really. But I don't know. I don't even think it's, it's that big of a deal. Do you want to spend anything else on it, Matt? No, no, that was it. I think it's just interesting to gauge how the community feels about these things. And of course, it creates you know, uh, a different topic for us to discuss, something that isn't going yeah. to come up too many times over the course of a season, thankfully. Um, but yeah, we've seen it time and time again. The market reacts almost the same every single time. It's just, um, we don't know whether the car's going to get pulled from the game, but people are sort of preparing themselves for that eventuality. But like you say, Hunter, you can kind of celebrate who this person was by keeping in the game if legally they're able to do so. Uh, and that's probably the best sort of reaction to this. Isn't it? I don't see it ever being a car that's going to be particularly valuable because of its uh, nationality. I think he's Zambian off the top of my head. You can't see too many instances where you're going to need that player for an SBC, but it's just people clamoring to get something before it becomes rare or extinct, as Paul was saying. Um, I imagine there's a, enough copies of that card in circulation to keep people going throughout the whole year already, even if a ton of them ended up going into SBCs. We'll, we'll still see plenty of them on the market, and of course the value will come down, I think. But yeah, that's all I have to say on that one. Good stuff. It's time for hot takes. Hot takes. Now we have two hot takes that kind of go along with each other. And we discussed this at length earlier. And the first one is Alex wrote us in the discord says games totally gone. Releasing that hero pack. Surely the only way to sort it out is to give to give everyone 
a hero pack, untradeable though, which is exactly what we talked about earlier. Uh, TDS 2002 says, first, do you mean allow everyone to buy an untradeable pack for 25K? Second, wouldn't that make a small issue a large issue? It was up for only 15 minutes. I thought it was even shorter than that. It was up for only 15 minutes. Only a small percentage of the player base grabbed the pack. Let's assume 5% of the player base got the pack. And if EA put it back up and 95% of the player base bought it, he says he thinks the effect on the market would be very much more problematic. I'm kind of in agreement, like I said earlier, with, with TDS 2002 on this one. If you allow everyone to open that pack, you've got a huge issue on your hand. Uh, even if it's untradeable, in my opinion, I still think it does damage. We kind of went at this earlier, but does anybody want to respond to what TDS was saying? I think I've already made my yes. thoughts on, on the matter clear. The, 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 there was a potentially fairer way of, of handling it, whereby the, the, whatever they do, whether they stick with what they've done or, or go the route I said, there's going to be some market damage. I personally think my method would have been less damage and a fairer solution across the board, even if everyone did end up with a 25k hero rather than some mega ones that everyone would generally want to have. Um, it's uh, which is the lesser of two evils. I personally think that what I said, rolling back those packs, giving everyone an untradeable variant, and the waiting be generally quite bad, where only one or two people can get anything of value, would have been fairer, but. They would rather just ignore what happened and, and try and move on, and, and they'll try and adapt to the damage they've caused to the market in other ways. That's generally looks the way they're going to go with that. Okay, okay. And we do have a new question to answer, and it's from our friend Jeeves United from the Discord. He's pretty active in there. He wants to know, if you had the power to introduce one new feature and remove one feature to foot, what would it be? I would add co-op weekend league that would be the first thing I'd do um, make weekend league much more fun um, play with your mates and I would remove squad battles like waste of time shit mode get rid of it tomorrow now why wait till tomorrow get rid of it now yeah I, I, I totally share those sentiments actually yeah get rid of squad battles no one enjoys them and um, I, we've talked about it on the pod Many times, I think I would like to see as a as a feature rather than removal of the existing weekend structure, but an added feature would be a week long league and give me my weekends back, please. That would be lovely. I don't know that I would remove anything. Well, I know what I would remove. I would remove this fucking swimming pool that we're playing in with this gameplay. It, it literally feels like you're trying to dribble underwater in a swimming pool. They could take that out. That'd be great. If they could add something, what I would love to be able to do is play co-op with my friend Paul or with my friend Mets. But I can't do that because they're on Xbox and I'm on PlayStation. I wish we could, but we can't. I don't understand why we can't, but it is what it is. So it's like they allow us to be friends and play each other and rivals and champs, but we can't play in modes where it really doesn't matter. We can't play in squad battles. We can't play in you know, friendlies. Why the fuck not? I think that would be great. Also, I would add pro clubs. I'm going on a rant now, but pro clubs, co-op, PS, Xbox. Could you imagine the possibilities in the Discord with that? Because we've got, I know we've got like six or seven really passionate Xbox pro clubs players. I know we've got at least four or five PlayStation players. We would have a full 11 
super hardcore pro clubs team. And if you've never played pro clubs, it's fun, dude. I think that'd be a great addition. I just don't see it ever happening because they can't monetize it. Sorry to interrupt, but whilst we're on the subject of crossplay, you notice you don't get anywhere near as many um, hate mails now. Because at least in my experience, I seem to mostly play against PlayStation players, which means they can't message me. Yeah, that's an issue, man. We can't be toxic that way. But if you're on PlayStation, I guess you, yeah, I guess if you're on PlayStation, it's just uh, as it ever was. But for me, I'm almost always seem to be playing against PlayStation players and I can't get hate mail, which is disappointing. Well, Toshinmacher and, and Pompel and I were having a chat about this the other day, and I think we've discovered a workaround. So if you want to be toxic and you want to send hate mail to somebody that's on the other side, just create an Xbox account, or create a PlayStation account and use that hate mail <laughs> message box and just match it to your username. Sorted. That's a lot of effort yeah. to, to be toxic now. Nah, just pull it up on your mobile or on your, uh, on your app, your computer, and you can see Holy who you played at the end, man. Just send your hate mail that way. Sorted. Wow. That, that is commitment. To that's why you listen to footballers, house. man. We give you the juice. I don't condone any of that behavior at all. These lot are just you, twats. I've got your PlayStation tag. I ain't got fucking, fucking PlayStation. How dare you? Fucking mm. PlayStation. <laughs> Before we disappear, um, I just want to drop in the sort of weekly Kabach Skellia update. I don't know if you guys saw Napoli's highlights in the weekend. I did not. The guy's a beast, man. That, like that. That first special card that comes out for him is going to be so good. I can't wait. It, he looks like Messi, dude. He plays so... He looks like Messi on roids. Yes. He's got the, the body, the physique. Messi took enough growth hormones that he should have bloody got, but never did. <laughs> um, but the guy's just fucking awesome. I, I, I think he's going to be my new favorite player. He is so, so good. He's on another level and he's yet to be discovered in foot, I feel like. But I think... He- well, he's a, he's a 74 silver and you can't get him for less than the max market value. I think it's 5k. He's going to be the best I can't imagine star it's going to be. Yeah, I can't imagine the silver is going to be that great. But when they put out a nice special version, oof, I'll wait to see what that's like. That's what she said. That's going to wrap us mm-hmm. up this week, episode six. Thank you everybody for tuning in. Matt, where can they get with you on social media? At Lambo Matt on Twitter, 1T, or catch me in Discord, posting pictures of the son I just packed, that kind of thing. Mm. Oh. Right fucking foot on Twitter, W-R-I-G-H-T-F-U-T. And soon, coming soon, to a Twitch near you. Looking forward to that. You need to make that happen. ASAP. Soon, something. You can follow the show on Twitter at FootballersPod. You can follow me on Twitter at The Foot Hunter. That's all we got this week. If you're not in the Discord, get in there. What are you waiting for? Click the link. It's in the show notes. See ya. Sports Social Podcast Network.